So good to be with all of you guys on Facebook Live. Uh, for those of you joining us, uh, Lunch Hour with Renault, great to have you guys with us and thrilled to be here. Uh, I've got an elaborate lunch today because I didn't realize how elaborate it was, so I'm going to kind of <laughs> be in and out of this space with the food while I'm also in and out of this space with my dear friends here. Um, so last week, if any of you missed last week's um, time together, uh, we kind of uh, dove into walking through uh, my personal kind of experience and journey through the things that I have been encountering, learning, experiencing, growing in, um, navigating. And it was sort of just a kind of a, a walk through the things that I'm learning as we go. But, but I knew then already that the ongoing journey of learning is going to require more than just reading some things, Googling some things. It is going to require an ongoing long haul um, dialogue that turns into deep friendship and relationship that turns into uh, a journey together with all of us in relation to this um, journey into racial reconciliation so that it is not statistics and it's not just commentary on issue it's relationship it's journey it's friendship yeah. it's brotherhood yeah. it's awesome so uh, with that in mind uh, you've kind of heard a bit of my experience as a white person who also has white and black children uh, and so kind of that journey but today i have some friends with me um, that are not white um, and so that is awesome because that uh, is a part of what this journey as we talked about last week is about that we start recognizing that we are the same image bearers of god uh, we carry a DNA that is human, mm. and that mm. we are a people that God made uniquely and purposefully diverse mm. so that he could display his glory. But in that unique diversity, we have differences. And those differences are not supposed to be used as weaponized means yeah. to minimize or to ignore or to hurt each other. They're actually supposed to be used as a greater clarity of the glory of God. But we humans, infected by sin, use the things meant for God's glory as things against other humans. And that's what's caused this whole entire mess over the centuries and specifically over the centuries here in our country. And so now what we have to do is we have to say, though we are the same, we are also unique and different. And the best thing we can do is start to understand each other's uniqueness, both in terms of experience and in terms of design. Uh, and so that's, Kind of what we're here to do is to, to spend some time hearing from you guys, hearing about your journeys um, and walking through. So uh, Mello and Chelsea are dear friends of mine, becoming dearer still. I have walked through some beautiful spaces with these two, and I've walked through some hard and dark spaces with these two as life has happened. And it's been such an honor. Uh, and it's such an honor to have you guys here. Uh, with us at Facebook Live. So typically, as we do on Lunch Hour with Renault, we're just going to chat, uh, and we're going to spend some time together and see where all this goes. Sure. Uh, but most importantly, what we want to really do today is uh, get a glimpse into your journey in the midst of all this crazy chaos that's going on. So let me start here. Mm -hmm. They know your names now because yeah. I just told them your names. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, besides that, other than a few on there that are dear friends of yours, I'm sure, sure, sure. they don't know much more. So would you guys do me a favor and take a few minutes and just uh, as I sit here and I look at you, who the heck are you, man? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, give me a little bit of your story. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. What, what, yeah, go. Who are you? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, 
this is what's interesting is that, you know, technically speaking, so I'm, yes, I'm a black dude, but, you, you know, what? yeah, I'm a black guy, but, you know, we, we got a, we got a, a real African-American here. Right. And then we got a black Haitian-American. Love that another story. Another African-American here. So, I mean, this is, this is a very interesting dynamic. It is, and, and I just will say this. When I first arrived in the U.S. when I was 17, I can't tell you how many times the first two years I'd introduce myself. I had a strong accent then, yeah. South African. Yeah. Oh, and I'd say, I'm then? from South Africa. That was then, oh, yes. Okay. Okay. So it's gone now, okay. essentially. Um, and people, would, the first thing they would say to me, no kidding, is, but you, but you white. <laughs> and I would always look down at my arm yeah, and go, yeah. Oh, oh, like that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it is kind of funny. Yeah, African-American yeah. sitting right over here. Yeah. Love you guys. Yeah. No, right, but uh, yeah, yeah. So um, so very interesting. So uh, grew up in Florida, um, uh, black guy, but also of Haitian descent. Mm -hmm. So um, that, that also, that's, there's different. some differences there, right? And so there's yeah. even some some uh, distinctions even within the black community yeah. between Jamaicans, Haitians, and uh, whether you're literally from a, a, a country in Africa. Mm -hmm. And, um, but so yeah, so, so I grew up with, with uh, a very typical story that you might find from a, maybe a, a, a rough upbringing of um, uh, many black young men in, in, in this country where, you know, not a close relationship with my father, um, lived with my mom. Um, she raised us um, as a single parent, struggling, working hard. But what was interesting was in school, um, we would always, uh, this is kind of a long story, but we would always find ourselves in, um, although our neighborhoods weren't the, the, the greatest you know, mm -hmm. spaces to be in, the schools that we were in were always predominantly white schools. Mm. And so um, the... Early on, we, we, you know, my sister and I, we, we experienced some of the, um, the, the cultural realities of, of, like, how do people actually see us? Now, at first, no one really, like, it, you, you didn't really think it was a big deal. Yeah. So everyone just kind of, but every once in a while, you see who all the, you know, all the girls you like, you notice they only like the guys that can do this with their hair, right? Like, like the, the Backstreet Boys looking, looking dudes. And so you start wondering, like, man, you know, I can't look like one of those guys. You know, I kind of want to, I want to be able to do what these guys do. And so there was earlier on kind of a struggle with, um, with kind of how, what, what I look like. Not because anyone was actually, um, you know, saying anything hurtful, but it was actually just, you know, you're in a space where, you know, you're the only one that looks different, right? And so, and so at an early age, that was kind of my experience. But then, when I started to go in schools where people looked more like me, um, it, the, the dynamic shifted, right? So now it, it was actually like you felt proud to actually to, to, to be, you know, to, to be to be uh, in the you majority. Felt like one of the Backstreet Boys. I, I felt like yeah, I was like more like Blackstreet. That's how yeah, yeah. And so I fit in. Yeah, I fit in, and everyone else was trying to be like you, mm -hmm. right? Everybody else was trying to be like you, and so. <laughs> Um, and so uh, now, 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 from a racial tension standpoint, we never, I've never, you know, growing up in high school, experienced that from peers. Although it was there, it wasn't anything we took serious, right? I mean, there was racial slurs um, on, on, on either side, uh, but it wasn't anything that you go home discouraged about, right? However, um, there was always these warnings that my mother would always give me. You know, there was these, um, uh, and I always thought she was exaggerating. But she would say, hey, we're going to the store. Keep your hands in your pocket. Don't touch anything. Don't look at anything. Just we're going. Now, part of that is because I'm not buying you anything, right? So just don't even, right? Yep. Um, but the other part of it is she knew 
that um, she, she didn't feel comfortable with the fact that uh, we would be roaming, you know, even if it's not, not just going far out, but just touching things, knowing that, you know, what could potentially, what, what people might think seeing us engaging and, and touching items. And she, she, was, she automatically told us, hey, people will look at you and they will think that you stole and you're not going to jail at age 11, right? Yeah. And so... Um, yeah, so, yeah, you know, and, and that little part, like that's something that has been very much a part of my journey right now for yeah. my children because of the difference that I have uh, in terms of some of my kids being light-skinned and some of my kids being dark-skinned and black and yeah. realizing that so many parents in your parents' generation and then so many parents today recognize, they feel it innately, there is a subtle assumption that mm. is going to be made if you're walking down the aisle as a black person, yeah. a black um, young adult teenager, yeah. that will probably not be made initially if you're walking down the aisle as a white. You have to do some things as a white kid yeah. to have them start watching you on the camera. That's right. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? That's like, right. yeah, you That's could right. do some stuff yeah. and then they're going to yeah, start yeah. following you on the camera. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if you don't do anything as a black young man, there is a sense that uh, just keep an eye. Yeah. And parents have felt that deeply and, yeah. and then had to feel protective. And so that, that's yeah. a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Small thing, but Very not small. a small yeah. thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I would just, so, so a great example of that is I remember in middle school, a couple of friends of mine, this is a school that's fairly diverse. And, um, and, and the plan was that there was a Publix right next to the, this, this middle school. And I remember everyone was saying, hey, um, at the Publix over there, it's, it's, it's very easy to steal some Starburst and some Skittles and, and all that. And I'm like, dang, like we're gonna go to that, you guys are gonna go to the Publix. And it was, and it was a few white boys, I'm like, so wait, you guys are gonna go to the Publix? And, and they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll show you how to do it. <laughs> now, when you go to the Publix, so this is right before school starts, so yeah. mom drops you off, and then, so we go to the pub. So, so our plan is to go get as much Skittles and you know, whatever we, you know, we can fit in our bags. And uh, I, I just remember walking up, I'm thinking about my mom. If she finds me here, I'm dead, right? These other guys were just kind of just not as concerned, right? So I'm, I'm, try I'm trying to think, this must be real easy. Like, it might be an easy thing to mm -hmm. do because I, I'm super worried, but these guys aren't. Mm -hmm. And so we get to the, to the doors, and, um, and everyone's taking off. Their, you have to take off your backpacks at the door. But what was interesting is that, um, so now I'm nervous because I'm like, okay, there's no way I can put Skittles in my bag, right? I can't put Starburst in my bag. So... Um, so I'm nervous. I'm like, I just know what I'm putting in my pocket because that's just, it's, it's done. So I, I know I'm not going to do anything, but I'm walking in as if I, I am. You know, you got to people please. And so, we, so the, the doors open up. There's like a lady there saying, hey, everybody put your bags out. And she looks at me. She says, uh, sir, do you need to leave your bags? Like, oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. I leave my bag there. Three of my friends are in there with their book bags, right? Didn't think anything of it at the time. I'm thinking, oh, they, they were just so busy think, looking at me. And so we get there into the aisles, and um, they're showing me what. I mean, so everybody's grabbing whatever. It is every. It's girls. It's got, and they're grabbing things, and um, and you know they'll they'll go back and forth just to kind of play it off, and then finally, I, and I just I didn't take anything. Um, just and I, that wasn't out, that wasn't out of. It's any, good to know, Mello. It's good to know. Yeah, I, I didn't take anything. anything. <laughs> that wasn't out of a moral thing. It was just really I was just scared, yeah. right? So mama. <laughs> uh, mama was gonna yeah. So we all get out of there, and um, and I just remember walking out of the store. The the three guys that I was with walk out, and um, as I'm walking there, they, she, she, the lady's like, "Hey, excuse me, is there?" Yeah, she's checking me. She's checking me. Now, again, it wasn't a big scene. Yeah. It wasn't any. It wasn't anything that was. But it was like, "Excuse me, uh, everything okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm good." It's like, um, "Are you?" And, and she's kind of like looking. She's like, "Okay, well, have a good day. Is your backpack there? Okay, good. You, you have your back." Okay. She, and I just felt very weird about that. And then you know, the rest was the rest was history. We go to school, and, and that's that.
Um, but that was a moment kind of in time. Again, it wasn't deep then, but over time, other scenarios begin to make me wonder, okay, maybe my mom, um, although there was her own dynamic she had to deal with, some, her own issues she had to deal with, but maybe she was not as, um, she, she wasn't exaggerating certain things. And, and those, that was realized over time. Yeah. More experiences, more reality, similar to that, except heightened and amplified. Yeah. So, um, thanks, Melo. We want to hear some more of your story as an adult yes. now, but before we do, we've been talking a lot about moms yep. and how moms, and I, I just watch Chelsea nodding her head, yep, mama. And I know you have a bunch of awesome kiddos, um, many of whom jump around in my swimming pool quite often. Uh, uh, we, we had so much fun the other night uh, when these guys were over, and um, oh my gosh, if you meet Chelsea's kids, they are incredible. Beautiful. So, um, not to her. Not, not to her all the time, but nor <laughs> mine right. to me, so it works out well. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, in, in, in perhaps a starting point of your story, um, would you share with us just briefly kind of your story and then walk us from kind of grew up, but then now, now I'm a mom. Mm -hmm. I've, I've heard from a young black man, or, or at least a man that used to be young, right? Um, and, the, and, and, the, and the mama part. Yeah. Like, does that feel like past or present? And I, I mean, I know the answer to that, but, but walk us through that, walk us yeah. into that. Both and. Um, I grew up in Joliet, Illinois, outside of Chicago, about hmm. 35 minutes outside of the city. And um, grew up into a very large family. Wow. My grandmother and grandfather, they had 19 children together, <laughs> okay? That's crazy. That was just on my mom's side. Yeah. My mom was number 15. Wow. Um, biological children, plus they um, fostered children as well. So that's very much embedded into my family life. Um, so growing up, it was me and my brother who, you know, my brother is 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six dude, big, huge dude. And, mm. um, and my dad was a police officer, mm -hmm. and my mom um, worked for a phone company. So I grew up in... Police officer in Chicago. Yeah. I mean, wow. Yeah, Joliet, Joliet PD. <laughs> So, which is funny because he was a former athlete, um, All-American in track basketball, <clears throat> which was funny because, you know, people try to run from him, he'd just laugh, yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. going to go get him. Um, but I think it's so interesting because in my upbringing and in childhood, I grew up in a neighborhood that was predominantly Hispanic. Mm. They called it Little Mexico. Mm, mm. Like, literally, you go back there now, that's all you're going to see. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's quite interesting when people see me, you know, we had our different pockets and very segregated, you know, across the bridge is what we had it like these, you know, uh, bridges that you go across people on the west, the west side, yeah. that was white Joliet. And then yeah, on the yeah. east side and on the hill, that yeah. was black. And then you had a little Mexico under the hill. And then like, and then it's Stateville. If you think about blues brothers, the movie that's, you know, yeah, yeah. Joliet, that's a prison. Okay, yeah. so I can literally ride my bike down to the prison. But I'm um, so you're li living with this visual clarity oh, yeah. of the lines between the spaces. There, it was literally railroad tracks. Yeah. So it's like across the tracks sure. yeah. or under the viaduct or whatever yeah. it might be. But there were literal, you know, from this street on, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is where you're passing through. Yeah. And then from this area, that's what it is. Yeah. That's exactly how it was growing up. So I knew um, early on <clears throat> that that's kind of what I grew up with. But however, like in my schooling, it was very diverse, extremely diverse. So 
I, I grew up, I was raised in a black church, Pentecostal, black, mm. small church, mm. like everybody's related to each other. So mm. it's like, mm. you know, everybody's my cousin, yeah. <laughs> pretty much on either one side or everybody's the other. Your everybody's your auntie, sister so-and-so, brother so-and-so. Um, but then school was very um, diverse. I grew up with a lot of different people, a lot of different backgrounds. My mom, she and her best friends was a little short Italian lady that she called with nappy hair. And then another white lady who, like, we would spend summers and stuff. I could go down for a weekend and go deer hunting and all that different kind of stuff. And a lot of black people might not like deer hunting. Yeah, but yeah. I had a different experience growing up. And Girl Scouts, I was exposed to a lot of different things, a lot of different people. So my uh, view was a little bit different. Yeah, sure, sure. So even going through high school, you know, a new lot of folks, homecoming queen, you know, that whole thing. And it's like, okay, well, my brother was homecoming king. I need to go ahead and do homecoming queen. Yeah, so it's yeah. kind of that whole fun thing, athlete. So I was an athlete, then I was a band geek, then I was a nerd. You know, like, I fit in all these different categories. So yeah. I kind of moved through. So it was like the nerd, the jock, the, you know, all that. So very aware of all the categories because they're so visible. Absolutely. But moving your way through them seamlessly yeah, yeah. because you live right in the middle of them. Yeah, yeah. So very I learned experience. the code mm -hmm. That's right. and how That's right. that how that worked out. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so it was in high school that um, it was during a track practice, one of uh, my friend's dad was talking about Tennessee State University, and he's like, HBCU? I'm like, oh, HBCU. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what that meant at the time. It's a historically black college and university. Yeah. So I'm like, wait, so you mean I can go to an all-black college? I was in. Yeah. I knew then I wanted to experience that yeah. for myself because that was something that I just wanted to, to do. Yeah, so yeah. I. I show up on the campus of Tennessee State University and I'm in a culture shock mm. because it's all black people. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, whoa, yeah. I don't, yeah, I'm yeah. not, I don't even know what to do with yeah. this. So different socioeconomic status from different people all over right. the, the world. Yeah. And um, this was a huge eye-opening experience and awakening for me to where, like similar to what you said, I'm like, I'm, this black girl magic, yeah. I'm rolling yeah, up here yeah, on yeah, the yeah. campus. This yeah. is like how yeah. I how envision things to be versus like, oh, I gotta kind of fit in and do this. It's mm -hmm. just like, I was already accepted just walking through the door. And you know, I just wanna say something about that because mm -hmm. I think this has been part of my experience as I've spent more and more time learning mm -hmm. um, is that I have had to come to recognize mm -hmm. that what you're describing as a moment in time surrounded by people that look like you, feel like you, talk like you, uh, that you suddenly they want to be like you and you yeah, want to be like yeah. them. It's there's not a difference that is an impossible gap. I felt that way my entire life. Mm, mm, mm. I've never had that profound moment right. because yeah, yeah. I've grown up always as right. most of us who are white right. have. Not all because mm -hmm. I have friends that grew up in specific places where mm -hmm. they had the same feeling right. the other way around. So some of my white friends will say, no, no, I, I grew up in a predominantly this or a predominantly that, so I know what that feels like. But then I still am able to say to them, yes, but in our nation, since the pure statistics, the numbers are so completely in our advantage as white people, meaning wherever you go outside of small pockets yeah. in cities, you are going to be surrounded. Like so, yeah. You can go three minutes. It's the exception in, in order to be in a situation. That's like right. That. Yeah. 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 If I walk into a, a predominantly black church, I feel it a bit feel odd. It. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah. the fact of the matter is that's a daily experience for any minority sure. because they go to work, they go to the grocery store, they go unless they're living mm -hmm. in a small, teeny yeah. tiny pocket in a that's city right. and they never leave that. That's right. that's right. Which is what typically then happens. But we we white people, we feel comfortable 
most of the time. Yeah. And then every now and then we don't. Mm -hmm. You walk into a black college and you're like, this That's is right. what it feels like just to feel like everybody That's right. else. Yeah. That's why homecoming is a big deal. So if you ever That's hear right. black people talking about going to homecoming for HBCU, sure. that is why. Because yeah. we spend the majority of our time in a predominantly white environment and space. So mm. when you come back to your home, your people, it's like a family reunion. It's like a family reunion. That's exactly With what people it's like. that you, you don't even really have a relationship right. with, but you feel you already feel the connection. Because you spend much of your life feeling a bit out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nobody has to make you feel that way. Yep. Plenty of people do sometimes, but nobody even has to. You yep. just feel it right. because there is a uniqueness. Yeah. That's right. And That's there's right. a code and there's a there's a way of doing things. And I, I think what, what people don't understand is in America, there's still a white culture. Mm. You know, yeah. Feel it, you know, think it because that's just what you, that's all you know, so unless you step into something yeah. else then you don't even recognize that that is a thing because you can say, oh, well, there's black culture, there's this and that and there's, you know, but until you actually start recognizing and realize like, but there's a white culture too. So yeah. what happens is a lot of minorities have to now fit into that. And if they don't, then that's when they find themselves yeah. outside of. Yes. Yes. Well, thank the end. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. So anyways, college, you walk in profound. All and of then that. That takes you I was where? in Nashville, Tennessee. <clears throat> Wonderful. Met my husband there, got married, um, moved here to uh, help plan a church, which was like, why am I moving to Florida? <laughs> I'm not trying to go to Florida, but that was a whole thing. So, um, been here now since 2007, um, and had a bunch of kids, um, very quickly. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so five kids in six yeah. years was a little crazy. That's a lot. That's uh, a lot. last two were twins. So I'll, I'll say that. True. Um, so yeah, been here for a while and, and have, um, it's interesting because I have to go back to Nashville because it was in Nashville and college is when, like I grew up in the church. I knew that, I knew about God. I knew, I knew, I knew all of those things. However, it was in college where I really came to know the Lord for, for myself. Yeah. Um, but how that happened was I, <laughs> one, of my, one of my boys, he's so funny, his name is Jazz. He invited me to church. I roll out to church with him, and I'm like, bro, we're in the wrong place because I see a bunch of white people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm in the parking lot, and then I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't understand. What, what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah. Get inside, and I'm blown away because it was the first time that I had seen a multicultural, multi-ethnic, multi-generational type of church experience. And I felt it in my soul, like I knew. I said, "That's what heaven looks like. Mm -hmm. yeah, That's what heaven looks mm -hmm. like." It's beautiful. And yeah. so that was a Sunday, and I came back Monday, and then that Tuesday is when I gave my life to Christ. When I was like, "This is this is where I want to be. These are my people," because I saw something different, yeah, yeah. and I saw a unity yeah, there. Yeah. That's good. That made hey, such a difference for me. This is a big deal. Yeah. Right. I mean, you just you just said something profound to me that I I will preach from the stage, but I'm literally sitting in front of it right now. We, we, we've said forever that Jesus said, the way they'll know you are followers of me and the way they'll know me is watching the diversity I've created live in unity, right? I mean, that's literally yeah. essentially what he said. And he says it two ways. He says, they'll know you're my followers by your love for one another mm -hmm. in your diversity. But he also then when he prays his prayer of unity, 
He says, God, let them be one as we are one, because when they see them as one, they see us as one, and sure. they know who I am, and they know who you are. Yeah. So literally, the knowledge of <clears throat> that this God is authentic, mm -hmm. the creator and sustainer of, of power and wonder, mm -hmm. that causes this movement toward, I yeah. might have known about God, but I'm going to give my life to him. Mm -hmm. For you, it was literally that vision mm -hmm of a place yeah. where people that you had spent your whole life watching live in separate mm -hmm. pockets, then you come to a college where you're like, here, my people, and then you walk into a church and go, no, 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 this could be my people, yeah. but they are all different kinds. Yeah. Yeah. And that brings you to Jesus in that profound way. Like if I have a dream, mm -hmm. that would be my dream, right. yeah. that we yeah. would become a church, not just Mosaic, but the American church, mm -hmm that we would slowly move our way back from being a white church and a black church and a this church and, a, and slowly press in together to becoming the church again. Okay. I don't know what the heck that looks like, sure. yeah. but it's, but because then I believe over and over again, your unique story will become a more normal story Absolutely, for and that is how I believe, and that should preach, like you said, because that I believe is a picture of the gospel. Yeah. Anything other than that, it, because he came for all. These are his people. And if the Bible is talking about every tribe, tongue, nation, like that is what that looks like. Yeah. Not just, oh, well, you know, I, I, I'm i not trying to get off topic here, but I'm like, okay, well, we talk about Jesus, but Jesus has been Americanized, okay? Like he's not blonde hair, blue eye, and he's yeah. not American. Yeah. <laughs> so this is what I have to understand and recognize, like unless Jesus is for all and for every person on this planet, then I have a hard time accepting that type of Jesus. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's his kingdom yeah. on earth, yeah. not just this little small minute. Yeah. It's like all of us coming into yeah. the fold. And I think that is what makes him so much more of it. Like, I want this Jesus. Like, tell me more about him yeah. Yeah. and not like all these other systems and social stuff that we've kind of put together and kind of then try to put Jesus on top of it. No, 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 no. No, we, we got to go to Jesus, not like yeah. do our own thing and then not try to put Jesus' name on it. And, and you know, and I think too, it strikes me every time I watch the life of Jesus lived out in the Gospels, mm -hmm. how extraordinarily uncomfortable he made his disciples, oh, yeah. primarily by walking them into spaces they didn't belong, That's right? right? That's right? Like most of their discomfort was walking into spaces that they had been told, don't go there. That's right. Mm -hmm. He had to those, check them. Those people... They're not okay. They're not your people. Yeah. yeah. They're not your people. They're not okay. That's yeah. right. So don't go there. And then Jesus would go. We're going to go there. That's Jesus. And then he goes. Then they all go. No, no, we can't go there. And then Jesus goes. Oh, yes, we can. Yeah. And and the interesting thing about that too is just how there there are consequences if you do go there. That's right. And, and there is misunderstanding if mm -hmm. you do go there. And Jesus was not afraid of being misunderstood about what his intentions were. Mm -hmm. And so he's going to go there. He's going to eat with them. He's going to. Uh, engage with them and people are going to think things yeah. uh, from, from different sides and they're going to have perspectives about what his, his intentions are and why would he do that and he, he claims to it's be a prophet. It's not the social but, norm. Like, yeah, what, but, but he was willing to engage regardless of what the rest of the people around would, would, would perceive what he was doing. Yeah, was, that's was right, really no, that's, you, yeah. you, you should consider um, a career in preaching. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait. Well, yeah, yeah, Mello yeah. is actually one of our pastoral <laughs> residents here, that's and right. he's going to plant a church. That's right. That's in right. a popka, baby. Yes. Bring it on. Yeah. Anyways, that's yeah. another story for yes. another time. Another time. Um, <laughs> here's, you know, it, it's interesting to me, too, as, as you talk about just this gospel collision yeah. with this issue of, of racial reconciliation. Yeah. And what we begin to watch unfold in the journey of relationship is that walking into the uncomfortable spaces, as Jesus often did, yeah. will produce 
uh, oddly, I think two things often does. At first, it will produce a um, a sense of mistrust and skepticism toward the person doing right. that because yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Jewish leadership hated him, the Romans hated him, the Samaritans didn't like him because he was Jewish, the Jewish didn't like him because he hung out with the Samaritans. Yeah. I, every yeah. time yeah. he did something, there'd be someone or a group of people, and I think effectively Jesus had everyone hate him at some point. Yeah. Yeah. And yet right. everyone couldn't know what to do with him yeah. Yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. ended up ha having to have this deep, profound yeah. sense like you did about that church. Mm -hmm. This is different. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't get it, mm -hmm. but I can't ignore it. That's right. And then he draws us in. And mm -hmm. so yeah. uh, for us, I think one of the things I recognize is, and, and part of why I want to be so passionate about the journey of doing this a, a lot together and learning is not just because I have children that are black, and so I've got to learn quickly so I can protect them from all the, That's right. yes, I do want to do that. Yeah, yeah, and yes, yeah. I want to understand more yeah. deeply. And yes, I want to unpack the, the realities of their lives mattering, my life, my, all the stuff, all, uh, the white privilege, all the stuff that we say, trigger words, boom. I, I do want to learn all that. Yeah, but at yeah. the end of the day, when it's all said and done, what I really, what, what causes me to feel like this is a non-negotiable issue for us to enter into if we follow Jesus yeah, yeah, yeah. is is because of exactly that. It is yeah. exactly the way Jesus lived. Mm -hmm. It is what made him so profound uh, and the way he showed himself. And then it's the way he says we show him to the world. Mm -hmm. So That's we right. literally can't ignore the issue of racial reconciliation because without it, we are limiting our ability as the church to demonstrate mm -hmm. the gospel. And anytime yeah. we limit that, I want to go undo that. Right. So, yeah. um, so talk to me a little bit now. Uh, you get married. You have kids. You're a mom. So now we've talked a lot about the past. We've talked about your past. Yeah. Yeah. What I want to step into a little bit is is your present reality. And and what I'd love to maybe start with is just on a personal experience level because we're going to talk a little bit about some of the issues on the table in just a few minutes, but from a personal experience, you're a mom, mm -hmm. you heard him talk about his upbringing, That's you right. nodded a lot. So just walk me into, here's my actual life, and, and you can tie it back to even like, man, I've had the black school life, I've had the diverse church life, yeah. I've had the lived in little Mexico with Serrano, but, but now here I am living in a predominantly uh, white neighborhood, right, going to a white church, what is your problem? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a part yeah. of me is like, you're which here, is Mosaic. Which is funny. I mean, we've had lots of conversations yeah. about this, but but uh, talk to us a little bit about your okay. experience right now. My, and then Nella, when, yeah. she, when she's on, I'd love to hear a little bit about yours sure. as well as a dad sure. and a husband. And a, yeah. My experience is very interesting because I live in Ocoee, Florida. Mm. And if you do any research on Ocoee, Florida, you'll recognize just some of the history and the past that goes along with that and where um, black people were basically burned out of town, killed, lynched. And yeah. a lot of black people did not live in Ocoee, Florida for a very long time mm -hmm. because of this, because um, they were trying to vote. Yeah. Uh, now, considering that, I'm a homeowner and I own land in Ocoee, Florida, which I think is very interesting. And then even just I'll share a quick story. I'm trying to get the back oak tree in my backyard trimmed. And the guy comes over and he's like, oh, you know, he says his name. And I'm like, oh, and I hadn't even connected the two. He was like, yeah, I'm fourth generation family here in this town. Mm -hmm. My father owned this land that mm -hmm. now this mm -hmm. subdivision lives in. And I'm mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. I just started tensing up like, oh yeah. my yeah. goodness. Not even thinking like, wait a minute, this is the same people who like maybe took over somebody else's land or, you know, and, and there's a lot of that that goes on. So I'm just like, okay, well, let me think about this for a second. I'm in Ocoee. 
Now, my neighborhood is very diverse, which I'm, I'm grateful for. Mm -hmm. um, but thinking about my sons in particular, I have an 11-year-old. He probably looks about 15 because he's Yes, right he does. I don't like the I love him. He's, he's taller than you. But he does yeah, look yeah, yeah. 15. Yes, and I have a nine year old. It happens, right? Because, you know, my kid, even my seven year old daughter, she, You're short, she does Mella. not look. Sorry to tell you, brother. Sorry, bro. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. So, considering that, he's also autistic. Hmm. So, not only do I have a young black boy who looks older than what he is, so he's, he's a boy, he's black, and he's big. That becomes a threat. So then think if he's having a meltdown or anything mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Now he's a threat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have to think about those things. So I have to coach him even differently in what that looks like. Mm -hmm. Because there's a whole nother dynamic that I have to consider coming into that scenario. And, right? I, and I would say, just even thinking about that, Chelsea, I, I, I try for myself now when I'm hearing things like this to articulate in my own head the different feelings that I would have perhaps as a parent of a 15-year-old um, son who's white and autistic versus mm -hmm. this. If my son had a meltdown and he was your son but he had white skin, that would be an embarrassing moment for mm -hmm. me as a parent. Like mm -hmm. I, people would be looking on, mm -hmm. perhaps going, "What's that parent's crazy?" They don't mm -hmm. because they don't know that yeah. he's autistic. Or not. Like just having a tantrum. Whereas work. for you, it moves from purely embarrassment and not we're but you know mm -hmm. like to fear mm -hmm. because there are implications now that may become a reality because of some assumptions, again, right. that are typically made. And so as a mom, you're like, I have to feel that. Mm -hmm. I don't want to feel that. But, mm -hmm. but it's a reality enough of the time in pockets that if ever that were to become a reality, I have to be ready for that because that does Absolutely. not go well. Absolutely. Whereas it may be a reality for me at some point mm -hmm. as a white parent with a white son, but the likelihood is not something that's enough for me that I think right. about that you can fear. think about it. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that it's a it's a very interesting space to be in, and and so, even for them, they're they're growing up in a different space than even I did. So church life for them, I grew up in a black church. It's a different experience. We're spirited people, and I love that. And it's just it's something that's a different expression of the many facets of God. Um, now they're experiencing life a little bit differently. They might not hear a preacher preaching, you know, like, hey, they're coming in with that fire and brimstone. That they're not getting that experience, right? Um, they're getting um, teaching, and they're—I mean, it's the Bible. I always wanted to. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Don't, just, don't go there. I'm gonna bring it sometime. A little fire and brimstone. <laughs> I mean, we might walk um, out. Hello. Now, um, nobody's <laughs> shouting at the church. You know? We don't have the church ladies, you know, yeah. you know, covering people with, um, you know, uh, towels. Uh, but it's it's one of those situations where I'm just like, even the cultural experience, they're not getting the same black cultural experience that I had growing up, even in this space. Yeah. And so where my boys, where your boys are still cute and, mm -hmm. oh, look at mm -hmm. Joja, look at Malachi. My boys have now crossed that plane of they're cute to now, yeah. who are yeah. these teenagers? I'm like, well, he's 11, he's nine. Mm -hmm. Or they look differently and now yeah. it's, oh, they're fine, but I don't want them. Um, I, I don't trust my children just at anyone's home. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and, and not to say that everyone is just wrong or that I just know that there are certain um, things that I have to consider at this point now as they get older where something that can be innocent and someone else can just get away with and they're just boys and they're just hanging out and they're having a good time, they're having fun, 
that I don't necessarily have that privilege in order to be able to have. And that, that comes experience. right back to what you described in that incident in in that yeah. that Publix, right? Is yeah, yeah. the luxury that you had was diminished from the luxury that those other boys had mm -hmm. if something were to go wrong and you were to get caught, sure, right? And sure, sure, sure. and so you're like, I didn't know it then, but I but I know it now, and you know it. Yeah, and even it. if he did nothing wrong, that, it's just... It's, it's just there. And if he did do something wrong, mm -hmm. then the level at which things might go, right. just you just you have to process that. It right. doesn't mean it will happen, right. but you have to process it where I have never had to process it That's that right. way. Yeah. It may happen to my son, but mm -hmm. then I'm also going to roll in yeah. with a little bit of sense of like you all sh shouldn't have done that to my this is not okay and then it's talk to the sergeant or whatever it is mm -hmm. or talk to the store owner the manager mm -hmm. whereas for you it's like i don't even know where that goes then and mm -hmm. and so it's it's a complicated space for you mm -hmm. in a way that it's not a complicated space for me right. yeah in the way that you raise your kids in a culture that is predominantly still culturally a white culture mm -hmm. yeah um, and so it's now navigating those spaces okay. to the point even like you've said being a part of mosaic and you're looking at your kids and you're like I, I love that they're here I love that they're getting this greater sense but there's still not enough diversity that they're mm -hmm. catching some of the cultural realities mm -hmm. that I'd love for them to mm -hmm. and so it it causes typically what we would do is leave that alone and say well you know you're picking this church and we we're doing a couple of things but what we want to do is to be able to say Man, what would it be like going back to that church where you had that profound experience that you would say of your boys? They're getting a very different experience than I did growing up, but they're picking up and catching all the bits and pieces I loved because they are present in perhaps a different way in this church we're part of. To to get there would, would just be something, you know, and something that we ought to press into wood. So um, mom of sons, you're also a dad yeah, and a yeah, husband. Yeah. You got yeah. married at some point. Yep, yep. Uh, I, and I don't yep. know how Nicole, how you convinced Nicole to do that, but it, it's, just, it's a thing. It's Nicole, wow, yeah. praying for you. Sister, yeah. praying for you. God but works miracles. He does work yeah. miracles. Yeah. I love you. Wow, she's work. awesome. <laughs> Wait, your kids are awesome. So, right. so talk to me a little bit just about yeah. your present experience yeah. um, in in, in, in all of this that's going on here, here we are. Yeah. What What's going on with you and as a dad? How are you leading your family? Just go, there's a little yeah. bit of that. Yeah. Um, you know, what's interesting is that um, back to that John 17 passage, that 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 oneness that Jesus prayed for. Um, I just think about. So when I think about my kids, I'm a, I, I just celebrated the, my sixth Father's Day, right? And um, and. I think about my childhood growing up. So there, I'm, I'm happy to know that, because um, I, I do believe that they will have a radically different upbringing than I did, right? Because when I grew up, every, I had a lot of unsafe, I was in unsafe spaces a lot. So not only in the neighborhoods I was living in, but not only in those school dynamics, you know, and, and relational tensions and all that. Um, when you're in those spaces, you, you learn how to be a survivor. And part of being a survivor is trying to figure out, you know, what do I have to do to, to make it in this space here? What do I have to do to make it in this space? So even in my own household, you know, abusive household, things like that, and, and that's, that's, that's a whole other story, you know, in and of itself. But if I go to school, now the question is, how do I make sure that these guys are comfortable or they kind of see me as right. one of them, yep. right? So I know now how to behave and I know how to, yeah, I know how to, to, to switch the, my demeanor, mm -hmm. talk differently, to, to learn the things that Disarm. they like, mm -hmm. right? So that I can 
communicate as if I like those exact same things and actually end up learning to like those things as you begin to engage with stuff that you don't normally engage in. And so I was surviving as a child, as a child, you know, growing up in some, some, some hard situations, right? And, but the desire was always just to feel safe, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, yes, I've, 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 I've walked in neighborhoods, uh, you know, where, because, you know, with that survival is different relationships. Mm-hmm. So now I can, I can be friends with the, cool, with, the, with, the, with the cool guys. I can be friends with the hood dudes. I can be friends with the nerdy. That's right. You know, um, my music begins to shift. And, I, and, I, and, and so if I'm hanging out with these guys, I'm only listening to hip hop. Mm-hmm. If I, but if they're not around, then, I, then I'm, a, I'm a John Mayer groupie, mm-hmm. right? So, so all of those dynamics were real. But then you have these other experiences where, okay, not your peers, but even people outside of your kind of your sphere um, may look at you differently. I remember walking through uh, a neighborhood, visiting a friend. It was a, uh, I was living in Boca Raton, and there was a huge neighborhood that I was just walking through trying to find this guy's house because it, it, it's gated and multiple subdivisions was within a subdivision, mm-hmm. kind of like your neighborhood. Yes. Um, so um, uh, <laughs> that's it, yeah. So, but, but what was interesting is it was nighttime. Yeah. And where some people might feel nervous about maybe driving through Paramore, mm-hmm. I get nervous as an adult now mm-hmm. driving to, through neighborhoods that look too nice. Mm. So I, I don't know. How, I don't know. It'd be hard to be a realtor. Oh, 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 yeah, oh, yeah. To drive the yeah. The, the realtor yeah, the, the realtor stories are no, are, yeah, are crazy. No, I, but yeah. but that's another that's another journey. That's another yeah, that's a whole other thing. But but um, driving. So I remember walking. And, but some of that those fears now is a recollection of what happened when I was you know in I don't even ninth grade and walking through a neighborhood that I was not supposed to be in, um, according to you know, some, some of the folks, folks in the community. It's, it's 9 o'clock. That's really late for somebody that looks like me to be there. No exaggeration. You have helicopters. You have dogs that they were almost about to send out. I'm on the car. I'm, all my stuff, my school stuff, my laptop, is thrown onto the floor. My hands are behind my back. And then after checking everything and asking me why I'm here, what am I, I'm, I'm, I don't even know the guy's address. I'm just like, look, he lives on his house. I, 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 just, I, I would know it if I saw it. And they just said, all right, well, what I'm going to, so they just, they, I pick, I'm picking up all my stuff. They were looking for the, I, I fit some description. I wasn't the guy. They dragged me to the front of the neighborhood and said, you, you need to get your friend to come drive in the front here and um, come pick you up if you're really looking for someone. So I had to wait at the, the gate, at the guard. So, so that was a moment where it was embarrassing. It was this. And so that kind of another stamp in my, in my mind, right? Those are experiences I hope that my kids never have to, 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 to but I understand that that's not, that's not a, that's not a, um, that is not something that's, that's uh, um, out of the picture for them. See, right? and, and that, that's what I was going to say. See, this is, this is what I'm dreaming about in the future. I'm a futurist. I'm a seven yeah. on the Enneagram. But, like, that reality may not be theirs, but it could be theirs in a different way than it might be one of my white children. Yeah. So, like, and, and, and that, I think... Because I sit here and I listen to that, Melo, and I, and I know you feel this as well because you've had experience like that. I'm like, this isn't some story that's distant. Yeah. This isn't some, this wasn't a YouTube phenomenon. We yeah. don't have six layers of what was actually going on behind the scenes and what you, you didn't walk in and out of. This is your story, yeah. your actual story, yeah. and it actually happened to you many, many years ago. And so what that's done now is profoundly changed the way you feel when you drive through a neighborhood, yeah. even though you intellectually know I am very likely safe in this neighborhood. Sure, sure. I still feel yeah. that. And I think that yeah. this, in part, uh, brings me to this place that I've concluded in my learning journey uh, for 
uh, in, in this is that none of this is history. That's right. It is history, but it's not only history. That's right. it, it's present. We don't have the luxury of calling it history yet. I want to call it history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to get to a place where we can call it history, yeah. where we're learning about it and we're shaking our heads and we're like, wow. But it's not yet history. Yeah. Which, and I mean that on two levels. One, that people are living and breathing today who were able to talk to people that lived in deep segregation. And, and even, I remember my mom telling me a story about a woman she worked with that went to a family reunion and her great-grandmother was there. Yeah. And she's like, oh, it was so great to see my great-grandmother. She was, she was a black woman. Yeah. And she came back and, and she said to my mom, yeah, um, actually her grandfather was a slave. Like she knew her grandfather, and then she was still alive, mm -hmm. telling this woman that works with my mom 15 years ago in in, in these, like the story. And I'm like, that's not history. Yeah. That's like still right here. And so, two levels, it's not history. One, we're still too close to what happened recent history, 30 years, 40 years, mm -hmm. 100 years ago, to be able to say y'all should be over it now, mm -hmm. right? And it's still not history on a personal level, because most of the people I've talked to that are black can personally relate to me a story that's right. that when they tell it, I'm like, that's odd. Yeah. Like yeah. that, it couldn't have happened to me, yeah, but I've never even had the thought that it might. Sure. Like that would never yeah. cross my mind. Yeah. And, and, and so I think recognizing that yeah. is helpful for me because it means I've got to work with you in a different way. I'm not, I'm not trying to get you over it. Like yeah. get over it, man. We, we different people now. I like you, you like me, we, yeah, we yeah. black, we white. Yeah. I have to go, man, that is, that is raw and real. Mm -hmm. It's real trauma yeah. both personally and historically. And until it's not, we got work to do That's right. and our children, let's pray it's not. Mm -hmm. What if your boys grow up and when I ask them when they're your age, tell me a story and they go, I don't have any. Yeah. Like I, I, I walked through lots of neighborhoods yeah, and yeah, lots yeah. of places. Yeah. No, yeah. man, I want that. Yeah. And, and I, you know, so yeah. See, and, and here's the, here's the beauty, the beauty of all of that though, is that, you know, like Chelsea, you grew up in the church. I didn't grow up in the church, right? Yeah. So, you know, I became a believer in, 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 when I was in college. And one of the things, that, you know, outside of just hearing the gospel and being confronted of my own need for Jesus was me actually seeing the church be the church. I was just, I was, it was so attractive to me to see different people. Literally, this was a very diverse church and people had very authentic relationships and they're radically different mm. so for me what i didn't what i never experienced out you know outside of the church there was a flicker of hope for so 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 now back to that kid that just wants to be safe yep. that's yep. trying to survive yep. i saw safety in the church right mm. i saw i felt a sense of safety in the church regardless of who i was around now the most now in light of these kinds of things that are happening right now and 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 you know in, in our world what I'm never sure these those experiences I just shared they're discouraging right um, and there's there's a lot there's lots of stories but um, I've never been it, it, it was always something that I just thought was just life this is just kind of how it is in this world right even before being a Christian where things began to be more um, kind of hurtful you know where, where, where I started finding myself being a little bit more emotional about it was when I felt that, the, the, when I started to feel that, man, some, not all,
But some people within this safe place that I thought was safe, mm -hmm. um, they don't necessarily see um, the realities of, of these experiences that, yeah. we're, that we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. You know, so. and, and I want you to keep going, but, but I just want to, you know, like this is all of the pieces I'm learning as I go. You know, you said it so beautifully, Melo, and I think you and I have talked about this as well, Chelsea, is it's, it's not even necessarily at this point, because we argue back and forth. It's unbelievable to watch on social media, yeah. how we throw around, depending on what article or what video yeah. Yeah, or yeah, what yeah, statistic, yeah. Yeah. to try to make the point that whoever's on the other side just doesn't get it yet. And we're all starting, I mean, minus a few, saying, look, I don't hate anyone, I like everyone, sure, but sure. let's, you know, race doesn't exist, but it does, yeah, but yeah, it doesn't, yeah. but it does, but it doesn't, yeah. or this, but, but here's what it boils down to, and I think this is what is, for, for me personally, what I want so badly to be an asset to the black community, to you guys, to my friends, is this. To be seen and to be safe. Yeah is a human thing yeah. that is deeply embedded and deeply needed. Yeah. I work my tail off to make sure that my children feel seen and feel safe. And I think what you described to me when it started becoming emotional is in this safe place that is the church where I suddenly felt like I can belong here in my uniqueness, I don't have to be like everybody else. There's something about That's this right. place that says, the mask I keep putting on every time I walk into a new place to say, who do I need to be like now? Yeah. And we all do that to an extent. We all sure, have masks. Sure, sure, sure. But yeah. when you're black, you can't hide your blackness. That's right. I can hide a lot of my stuff. But right. if I was six foot seven and black, I couldn't hide yeah. that. And so right. now what I have to do is compensate for that with changing my tone and getting up front of the wave of assumptions and, mm -hmm. and for my kids, mm -hmm. which school I join, all that, right? So, mm -hmm. so I get all that. You're safe in the church suddenly. Yeah. Uh, like I can just be me. And then you find out down the road, I can be me, kind of, sort of. Yeah. But now I'm not perhaps hated initially or disliked, but I'm misunderstood. Yeah, that's right. That's and right. so now I'm misunderstood because everyone's saying, let's be colorblind. Yeah, let's yeah, be yeah. colorblind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, hold on. I get that if yeah. you mean... I'm not going to treat you any differently right. because of your color, but I don't get that if you mean you must be the same as me in all of your life experiences yeah. because I've never had that happen or even had that feeling. Right. Yeah, yeah. And until I understand that about you, how can I possibly come alongside you and help you feel seen? That's right. So what you just said to me, what I heard at least, maybe not what you said, that's an assumption. Sure. What I heard was, Renaud, it started getting hurtful when I realized people I loved, that, that I think loved me, yep. couldn't see me. Yeah. And, and, and the reality is, because you are expecting that from your family. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. So now when we get to this oneness, mm -hmm. this, this, this mm -hmm. unity that Jesus prayed for, right. that happens within a beautiful community of yes. people that love one another. Yes. And that's where that, that is expressed the most. It's, where you can, it's manifested. That unity is within a, within a, within a family. Mm. But when your family starts to misunderstand, and even in our legitimate physical families, we, we, we can misunderstand yeah. each other. And here's the thing. I've heard... Like That's my wife and I, we, that is we, the greatest we, yeah, we, we hurt each other the most, right? Yeah. No, one, no one else has hurt my feelings more than my wife and the other way around, yes. right? Be but yes. that's, that's really because of our proximity to one another our vulnerability, our exposure to yeah, each other's that's right. reality. That's right. yeah. so. but, but you do life together. And, and I think yeah. th this is the beauty of it is that I think what, ha what happened along the way is that because the issues are complicated insofar as this, yeah. for me to acknowledge yeah. your uniqueness in your experience, yeah, I yeah. have to also acknowledge that being white yeah, ties yeah. to that in some way. Sure, I'm not sure. to blame. That's I didn't, right. That's right. That's but right. but now I have this feeling in me, like if if I have to say, yeah. 
yes, that happened to you and to your great grandfather, and it's not history, then I have to include myself in yeah, some way in that right, picture. Right, yeah. I have something that I can participate with. And what should be for the church this invitation, like, you mean I can be a curse breaker and start working at making this yeah. right? Instead, yeah. I take it personally and I go, look, right. I, no, 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 let's just, <laughs> let's just be right. one, meaning mm -hmm. the same that way, we can just bury the past. Yeah. And if we bury the past, I'm good with it. Mm. Aren't you good with it? No. Because here's why I'm good with it. Because it's not painful. That's Absolutely. Right. That's right. So, yeah. And you can step out. I because your proximity out. is not really so there. Not, unless now yes. you have black children and yes. now you're going to be confronted with that on a yes. daily basis. Yeah. Yes. Or unless you start stepping in and now you have that relational dynamic yes. to say, but this is my friend or these are her children. And, and yeah. now you're much more personally invested to say, but this is my family. That's right. So now I'm hearing, well, man. If she's telling me this, she's not making this up. My friend's not lying to me about all these situations that happened, or even why she even named her children the way that she named yep. them so that they wouldn't be, you just know. Just FYI, because nobody know. knows what you're talking about that, because we just had this conversation at my house Gosh. on my, because we were talking about your kids. I named my boys the, Caleb, is... Colin, and Christopher on purpose so that when their names showed up on a resume that they wouldn't automatically have bias toward knowing that they were a, a person of color or whatever, because statistics have shown that if you have a more ethnically diverse name, yep. that your name will not get pulled. Yep. And so the same thing for me in my professional career as an accountant and auditor and all this other stuff is the same thing. Now, my name, Chelsea, you don't know who I am. Yeah. But when I show up a on an name. interview, yeah. I got a white name. Yeah. It's well, like, Shanique oh, was, Shanique oh, my was goodness, have a oh, my goodness. Experience. You know, yeah. it's a yeah. completely different experience. Yeah. So even in that coming here and having to go through interviews, and it was like, oh, my God, my hair is short and natural. This is coronavirus. This, this is different hair. But anyway, yeah. but to be able to have to change that, right yeah, yeah, yeah. and have on a straight wig and then offer 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 nothing changed from my resume no, but it was just the natural sure. part of me yeah. my own natural black hair yeah, yeah, yeah. was not enough for corporate america yeah Moving and you in. see so and, and, seeing those, and, those and little things what's important about this moment mm -hmm. and, and what we have to keep doing is this the tendency now and that's what i was talking mm -hmm. about with as a, as a white person i, I now want to get a little defensive mm -hmm. because i'm feeling a little personal about this mm -hmm. so i want to say things like well i don't know if statistics really show that Mm -hmm. But you see, what's happening then is yeah. I'm moving it from personal so, and I'm disconnecting it to statistics mm -hmm. so we can have an argument up here. And, and I don't have to say I, 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 I disagree. That's let's just, let's just have a privilege. That, that's right. And so what and, and so here's the thing. <laughs> what let's imagine for the mm -hmm. sake of argument, statistics don't show it. Now, they mm -hmm. do. They do. But yeah. let's imagine sure, it, sure, sure. it let's still wouldn't change it because it's your personal that's experience that's real. And you've had that experience personally that you've looked and showed up. And so you called your boy something else than you might have because you have to think through that. Mm -hmm. Whether that would have or would not have made a difference in the future isn't actually know. even the point. Yeah. Think about it. But the point is that you had to think about I it. I had to think about that. Their dad's name is Kwesi. He has yeah. an African name. Yep. Yep. If you see Kwesi Maurice Johnson, what is your first thought? He's not white. Why is his last name Johnson? <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like, that is not your first no, yeah. thought to think that this is a white man. And it doesn't matter. And so you have a lot of people who, you know, it, you get the, the extended uh, postdoctoral degree, whatever yeah, you want to yeah, yeah. call it. You get more education, more just to show that I am worthy to be seen. Yes and safe here, yeah. yes. and that I have something to say, yes. that I can have, have a value, yeah. my experience and my work history, whatever you have to, to bring to the table. But just to show up to say like, okay, 
Now, do I have a voice and can I have a mic to be yeah. able to say yeah. what I need to and say? And the difference there that I that I hear more and more now is my one of my boys or one of my girls mm -hmm. walks into a place, they've got to they've got to mess it up to get to gain a reputation, mm -hmm. to stop being heard and stop mm -hmm. having a voice and stop being seen. My some of my other boys and girls, they've got to earn it first. They got to earn it. And mm -hmm. and that's a giant difference, right? And it's not a difference that's clear or statistical or felt right. or you can you can measure it. It's just kind of there. And until that's history, until all this is history, we got to we got to work together to move it to a different place. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this yeah. question. Yeah. I mean, we could go on for hours, sure, sure, and sure, we sure, will. Sure. This, but let me ask you this question, because i got two more big questions I'd love to dialogue. One is, um, we're in a unique time right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, the exposure yeah, yeah, yeah. of the cancer of racism yeah, yeah, yeah. is on the table again. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. the first time. Yeah, 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 yeah kind of hope the last time insofar as maybe we won't have to have it exposed again because it's been but you know how that goes yeah. um but it's been exposed in the past yeah it has a little flare up mm -hmm. and then it and then it fades into history because and then it so here we are on this round we we had the stuff that happened the social media spaces are going nuts people yeah. are angry on all sides throwing statistics or you know, yeah you know. it flares but, up in the public let me just be sure about that because it's always there for a lot of people thank you for saying that yeah. that's very important and that's kind of what i was meaning yeah. but you see how quickly and easily mm -hmm. we yeah. say things in mm -hmm. my context yeah, yeah. making the assumption and because you're, for a lot you're of reminding me right day. now yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, flare, flare up for you, but I'm the one that is the victim of this sure, cancer, so it ain't a flare up for me. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. been, I just learned to ignore the pain because mm -hmm. otherwise I would die. Yeah. And so, no, thank you. Mm -hmm. So for the global community right. or the, the national community, right. it's flared up, right? Mm -hmm. what, what are you, what, does anything feel different this time around, more hopeful, mm -hmm. better? Like, what feels good and right to you mm -hmm. about this round that you're kind of saying, what I would, what I'm feeling might happen, and what I'm hopeful about is that th this mess might what is, and, and you're welcome mm -hmm. to say nothing. It feels the same as it did 10 years ago and 30, or no, no it may be, and here's, here's what's perhaps hopeful. What, what, would, what would you say to that? Yeah, so I'm, I'm a little- Don't pretend. Yeah, I'm not gonna pretend. Um, I know you will, I know you will. So, so you know, it's, uh, to be honest with you. Thank you. <laughs> just, that was fast. It's, it's, I mean, come on, it's crazy year. It, no, it's, no doubt. It's, yes. It's crazy. <laughs> and, but just a little the, bit. Yeah, at the same time, and my wife would say that I'm like, I, I'm, I'm always exaggerating, but mm. it's almost like, and she's agreeing, but it's almost like, man, honestly, in many ways, this is like, and again, don't, please don't kill me for mm -hmm. saying this, but it almost feels like probably one of the greatest years. Here's what I mean by that. Yeah, no, I'm not killing you yet. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm with you so it. far. Because I'm, I'm a seven on the Enneagram. Yeah. I was hopeful when it all started. Yeah, because it's like because because we're 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 rehumanizing it's a bit. It's exposing a lot. Yeah. And mm -hmm. and like and 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 converse like conversations are happening. Mm -hmm. We can make the argument about well, where were you uh, all these years, right? Or we can say, man, like, I don't know if this is real or not, but I'm excited that this is happening. And and I actually just and this is just me. I'm 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 very optimistic. I actually think that um, much of some of the people that are just kind of seeing this, it, it's really not so much of their, uh, you know, certain white people that are seeing these things and are like, this is crap, this, is, this sucks, this is crazy, I'm outraged. It's not so much of um, their, a bit like their research, I don't think this is a matter, I think God's just, just this is the time. 
He's using mm-hmm. this 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 this, uh, this this time this space that we're in. It's and saying, you know what? It's gonna click. The yeah. soil right now is ready to plant whatever. COVID it is. did make us all feel pretty unstable. So yes. the soil is loose. Yes, yes, it's and good so, soil. Yeah. So to me, I'm like, so to me, I'm like, man. Now when I'm having conversations with some of the same people I've been having, right. for some reason, all of a sudden, it's just clicking. Mm-hmm. It's just clicking. Mm-hmm. And I think it's less about my ability to articulate. Mm-hmm. It's less about what what information is coming out, mm-hmm. and it's really more about like, God's just kind of making it clear, mm-hmm. right? And, and and so for me, I'm actually excited. Um, I'm excited because, um, it, it, real, real quick story, and, and, and I jump off it, but my, my daughter just had an accident a few mm-hmm. weeks back. Her finger was stuck in the middle of a, of a, of a, of a bike chain, right? Oh. I come home, bring in some Chick-fil-A, I get out of the car, everybody's in the garage, Mello, come on. And I'm seeing her sitting, and this one-year-old one little girl, and she's saying, help me! Oh, her finger is mm. bent over. I mean, it, it's, it was horrible. <laughs> so we call the paramedics. We say, like, we well, need to bring, like, a bike chain breaker thing or whatever. They come here, and watch this. They come, and they start, and, and, and we're going crazy. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm going crazy. Yeah. I'm trying to get this thing broken. You can't move it this way. If you move it that way, ah, yeah. anything you do is going to, like, we're, we're thinking this finger's yeah. going to come off. But then what happens is the guys were asking me, hey, just real quick, couple, couple, couple questions real quick. Um, um, when, how did this happen? This, they're trying to do their jobs. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I'm like, what is wrong with these people? Do you not see that this, this, her finger is about to get How torn off? How did this off? happen? Uh, yeah, and I'm yeah, like, I'm, and so, so we're trying to, it feels, we're yeah. trying to save her finger. You're trying to get information. Mm. Yeah. What I feel right now is that um, in a time where I think most, most, we were mostly looking for some information, like we just wanted to know the fact, the data. Yeah. The, the, I'm not saying the data doesn't matter. How all that happened doesn't matter, and, and all that. Those are, that's relevant information to help us understand the situation yeah. better. But I think, man, like now people instead of getting straight to the the details we just want to like do you see what yeah, i see here? Pain here because if there's you can it. see what i see here and and we can just prioritize the pain that's that's being mm-hmm. experienced then we can kind of that then i feel like the we rest can, we can work out we yeah. can work out the rest and so yeah yeah we're gonna get back yeah to we'll get gonna... to that we have to get to yeah. it because we got to we got to do it information information yeah but but but, but, but and i think we're at, right now we're in a time where i think people are actually wanting to just all right, help me, help me understand right. this. Help me know this. And, I, and, I, and, I, and, and here's the thing. For me, I'm in a place where I'm realizing more and more, because I, I have struggled with this, but the truth of the matter is this. Not to be preachy, but the bat, our battle is not with flesh and blood. Yeah. So, so I got to look at, you know, if, if there are people that want to understand, That's right. I'm, ready to, I'm, ready That's to, right. I'm ready to step into that. And, and, and if people don't, then, then it's not my job to try to right. make it, because yeah. God is That's already mm-hmm. opening eyes for, for all of us. Yeah. That's right. And so I'm excited for how this opportunity mm-hmm. is, is really going to yeah. uh, bring about many beautiful conversations. And we're going to start to see the same, th- yeah. <laughs> the same thing that you, you talked about in the beginning, man. Like, okay, so, so we're, we're going to start to see the family again. Like, mm-hmm. you thought the family was like, was this? Yeah. It's a lot bigger than what you think. Right. And, and, and we can actually experience one another mm-hmm. in ways that maybe we haven't been before, but, right. but, but we're yeah. about to step into each other's right. lives. That's awesome. And, um, and um, and display it's that. Beautiful. So. I'm, gonna steal that, I'm gonna steal that story. Just yeah. FYI, sure, right? Sure. <laughs> it will not be about my daughter. Oh, yeah, it'll be sure. about yours. Sure, 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 get, sure. But yeah, yeah. Chelsea, same yeah. question. It, it's the same, and I think God is just really unearthing some things, and some things needed to be exposed. And you know, when you think about whether it's cancer or whatever, like you, you have to expose it either to light or air, something to where it's like now it's bubbling out and it's like, oh my God, this is so much worse. But you need to be able to see what's really going on. So even for you to just be able to, to, to have that picture. So like, well, let, let's get to the pain of what's really going on. And I think for me, what's so important is, is for the church to understand that this is a gospel issue and there, and for 
for anyone to think that, oh, well, this is just social things or it's just, you know, it's these topics. It's just like, but can we get back to our humanity? Because if, if someone is coming out of sex trafficking, we don't say, well, what are the statistics and what, what's going on with that? Well, how does she get there and all this other different kind of stuff? You're going to want to help this person and see the humanity and the hurt and the pain to then restore this yeah. person. So in any type of situations and scenarios in that, in that case, I think for me, as the body of Christ, mm -hmm. to see my brothers and my sisters at the Imago Day, the image of God, we are image bearers, and anything other than that, like we're missing the Bible, the God, like we've missed it. Yeah. And so I think for me, I'm, I'm encouraged. And the thing that I'm encouraged about is because I see more people of God stepping into the hard conversations, even if it's messy, yeah, even yeah, if it's, yeah. I don't know what to say, or sending me a text message and say, you know, Chelsea, I just want to let you know, I'm thinking about you, I'm yeah, praying yeah, for you. I don't, yeah. I don't even know how to engage in this whole scenario, but just to know that, you know, you matter. You know, your life matter. I don't care about an organization or whatever sayings people have to say, but that your life matters, you know? And, and what I a beautiful you. way to say that your life matters besides a hashtag mm -hmm. is to That's actually right. text you. That's right. And actually yeah. call and actually grab some dinner yeah. and actually start yes. the journey, right? And, yeah. and I think, you know, th thank you both for, for what you just shared because my next question really was going to be what, what do you need from the church, mm -hmm. right? Like if, if you dream, but you, you both answered mm -hmm. it already so beautifully. I think... Um, what I'm hearing you say is one, our finger stuck in a chain. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's all good and fine to sit around with your uh, clipboard right. and kind of work yeah. through. Yeah. But yeah, if yeah. you wouldn't mind pulling out those big clippers and just chopping this chain, yeah. pull the finger, it's still gonna be bleeding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, once the finger comes out of the chain, remember it's still bleeding. Yeah. So can we can we pay? And then once we've paid some attention to that and we yeah. got band-aids on, mm -hmm. we, yeah, we're gonna have to get x-rays and see if right. we need surgery. There's, there's work to do in the future, but right, right now, I'm a dad, my daughter's finger is bleeding, That's right. fix that, yeah. right? Yeah. So I, I think we're, we're sort of in the stage right now where what I'm hearing you say is, church, can you come with some clippers mm -hmm. and at least stand over the chain showing me that you're not just got a clipboard, you got That's some right. clippers. Yeah. Like you're ready to yeah. engage yeah. with me to get rid of this chain and figure out what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And like you're saying, hey, church, I, I need you to see me for who I am Let's move closer toward I'm part of the image bearer of mm -hmm. God. But I think the movement now needs to be from you're different than me, therefore you're not an image bearer, mm -hmm. to where I think we start, we've started getting in our cultural context, the movement for it has been, okay, we're all the same. We're all image bearers. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. yes, there's lots of racism, mm -hmm. that, but, but in general, in, 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 in a normal. Yeah. And now what we got to do is, Yes, we are all the same as image bearers, but how do you bear his image uniquely? That's and how right. do I bear his yeah. image uniquely? Yeah. Not just That's in right. the way I look, yeah. but in my unique experience. Right. Yeah, yeah. And part of that unique experience is I grew up in a country uh, as a type of person in that country, whatever that story may be. Right. And just like I would afford that opportunity to anyone, we need to afford it to our black community yeah. and to you yeah. guys to say, teach me more mm -hmm. of yeah. you. In the same light then, yeah for as we've been doing say mm -hmm. you know you know how i've been experiencing when when i heard that mm -hmm. gosh i triggered this way i'm realizing now that was probably just yeah, me yeah. but it's oh okay yeah, yeah, and yeah. so so we went my mom said to me yesterday the day before she she and i talking back and forth on all this as well we grew up in south africa mm -hmm. yeah. a unique experience obviously mm -hmm. and my mom said you know the answer to all of this at the end of the day is going to be relationships mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's simple yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and it's, 
but but at at the end of the day, I'm like you can't like that is, oh, yeah. but it is the complexity of creating the spaces for those relationships yeah. and building those relationships, and then like you said, being in those relationships and recognizing they're going to be hard yeah. and awkward like any marriage, yeah. but you commit. Right. You dive in and yeah. you journey. And if the world is going to see that, That's mm-hmm. right. if the world sees that and it, and it actually says, okay, uh, maybe, maybe Jesus did, maybe God did send Jesus, yes, right? Because right. yeah. the world will know that he, you have sent that's me. Right. Well, then that's because that's, this is something that's just not possible outside, outside. of the church. Yeah. So we're not trying to see the world be fixed. We don't expect it to. But man, we, we, we want to live out the reality that, that Christ Yes. Christ died and, 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 and accomplished for us to be able to live out is that, yeah. that unity, no more dividing wall of yeah. hostility, and our ability to just be able to see one another in the body. Yeah, with, you know, in Christ for who we are mm-hmm. as a family and, and, and not worried about what's happening out there, even though we will engage. Mm-hmm. We're, but, it, but our uh, engagement is to the extent that we can point them to Jesus and have them experience what we have. And, 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 I, and I think that. that's, a, that's a beautiful, uh, beautiful hope. Thank you guys so much. And I, and I will tell you just personally, um, I love these spaces because each time I get a new picture and I'm like, yeah. oh, this is yeah, new. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Thank you for sharing that yeah. story about your daughter. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel it this way right now that um, I think us, all of us, if we want to be helpful in this and we, many of us don't know where to start, I, I would perhaps start here for now that instead of looking at all the articles and the things and trying to yeah, determine yeah. like if you if you were sitting there with your finger in the chain and that's what I'm and you're in pain yeah, and, yeah. and I'm standing here going I don't know uh, hey did you watch this video from this person because yeah, they yeah. said this doesn't exist what that feels like to you yeah. is the yeah. EMT going I it, it does look, but let's get some yeah. things sorted yeah. and what I want to be able to do is just say your finger looks really sore yeah that's right that's right that's right the starting that's point. right that's right Tell me what happened, but while you're talking, I'm also yeah. pouring some stuff yeah. on your finger yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. and yeah, I've got clippers, yeah, yeah. so that yeah. you're going. We're, we're talking, that's right. but that's you're right. also like acting yeah. as though you yeah. care right. about yeah. doing something yeah. about this, yeah. and you're certainly not yeah. trying to prove to me that the finger's probably not damaged. That's right. Or it's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal. It might not be. It yeah. might yeah. just be a slice. Sure. Or if Mello is saying, "Ow," yeah, don't come back and say, "Why are you yelling like that?" Yes. Yes. Yeah. So we will, you know, understand yeah. that. We hey, will work him. hard to give mm-hmm. that to to you guys mm-hmm. and help us as yeah. you have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it is a privilege to do life with you guys. It really is. Yeah. And this is not the end of a conversation. Yeah. This is a early beginning of a conversation yeah. that we will have to have both in quiet dinners and mm-hmm. in, in our right. homes together, as well as on platforms like this, mm-hmm. so that eventually, my children and yours. Yeah. Yeah. will grow up and say many different things about their history yeah. that is not present for them anymore. Sure. And sure. man, let's pray for that so that in the end, when it's all said and done, the glory of God will not just shine in a church here and there right. that brings you to Jesus, but that the, the church, church right. would show the That's world right. what this right. can be yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. we will work for that. Yeah. Love yeah. you guys so much. Yeah. Thanks for the time. Thank you guys yeah. so much for the time. I know we went a little over, but it was so sure. worth it. Um, and... We will continue this conversation because there's much hard things still to talk through, but much beauty still to be realized on the way there. And at the end of the day, for the glory of God, so that all of his image bearers might bear his image Mm. together Mm. in a way Mm. better than they can alone. And in that togetherness that the world would know that he is one as we are one. So let's pray together for that and work together toward that by the spirit of God. Love you guys.